Have you ever have you ever there been you so go. stressed you could feel your uh, your like heartbeat in your asshole? Yeah. 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 yeah definitely. <laughs> We've all been there. See, I, I like the pre-roll because if you get it, you get it. But for those everyone else, it's like. Are they actually rolling or? Oh, yeah, we most definitely are. You never finished your story last week, by the way, about the about Maddie's situation. Ooh. Yeah, you never finished that story. Yeah, we'll finish that off air. Yeah, we <laughs> said that last week, and we never. That'll be the running gag, and, and we never finished it. But yeah, uh, yeah, you guys within? Uh, you guys are comfortable? Yeah, we're a little close. A little close today. That's fine though. All right, make sure you're getting real good, Adam, for that. There's a lot Are you of... top or my bottom? You're the power bottom, remember? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids podcast, episode number 95. 95, Woo! 95. Now, I already know the name of this episode. It will be Technical, Div- difficult- ah, technical Difficulties, also Difficulties with the English Language, part three. Uh, the reason why... Not my fault this time, though. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I say such things is because every single time Adam is in on a podcast... Some way, somehow, things don't go as, as planned. I did 50 that was, no, 30. 30, were, 30 yeah. Good. The, well, we had issues with those, too. Yeah. It's just bad luck. <laughs> it is what it is, though, but we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as stated, Adam's in the room with us in his first time in quite some time. Uh, obviously, today, I have Gabe as well, as the usual, and myself. I am your host, Jacob. Uh, now, with that, since Adam has been up for quite a bit, Hello, guys. I want to get an update on what Adam's going on and what he's got going on and what's just how you're doing overall. Good. Uh, I don't remember last time. Uh, married baby number two. Mm-hmm. Same lady. Thank you. Um, always a good thing. Yeah. Uh, living a life, you know, uh, living a dream. Uh, been waiting to get back on the podcast for a minute because I miss you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good old times, like I said. But unfortunately, Adam and Gabe are sharing a microphone today, and yeah, a weird turn of events. Well, I'm going to try to get better software, guys. I mean, that would help. <laughs> I can feel his face fuzz. It's <laughs> so close. Sorry, guys. Uh, but that is the upside of being the host of the show. I don't have to share a microphone with nobody. Bastards. <laughs> but with that, uh, man, we're back. We're back for 95. It is a relatively nice day for late November in Chicago, I would say. Uh, no slush, thank God. Yeah. And for Gabe, since you have been a recent person on the show, how was your week, buddy? My week? Uh, like yeah, I'm, I'm going to swivel this yeah. bitch over. Um, so here. let's see. I had, a, I had a relatively good week. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was working. Uh, Wednesday, plowed through the Keith Buckley novel, his new one, uh, Watch. Uh, very interesting read. It's essentially about this dude. The The pace of events is really like weird because it's just this guy going to the bar and then leaving the bar to get cigarettes and coming back to the bar. But there's so much shit that happens in between those four steps. It's insane. And it's super like existential. And this dude's like whole philosophy is... I'm not going to let time control me. And he completely like, you know, demolishes time. And it, it's super fucking weird. You Interesting. know, um, what else? Thursday was Thanksgiving. Had a good day. Yeah. Had, yeah. yeah. fat fucking Turkey. And then yesterday we went black Friday shopping. Uh, yeah, man. So I, uh, yeah, I can't be touching the bank account for a bit there. Yeah. We went to uh micro center and they had this thing there and I was like, I need to cop it. Right. Like I've been wanting one forever and, Man, the wallet hurt afterwards, right? But they essentially had... Okay. It was this plug-in vacuum for your car. It was $10, and I needed it, and I've been wanting one, so... And then I spent $130 at the Doors Friday show, so... <laughs> naturally, naturally. All yeah. right, cool. Well, since we are starting off on that, you did see Dev Wars Prada last night at the Bottom Lounge. 
And you said I'd be mad. Yes and no. What do you mean? Okay, so here's the thing, right? I bought the VIP tickets. Yeah. And we got to meet the band, ask them some questions, got some shit signed. Really cool guys, of course. Um, I got kind of lazy. I'm going to be honest with you. I got kind of lazy. We left after the meet and greet. <laughs> Why? So here's the thing, right? It was 68 and Fit for a King uh, beforehand, right? And Devil Wars Prada, we had to literally wait four hours to see the Devil Wars Prada. It was crazy. Excuse you, sir. Four hours. I'm sorry. Shut up, man. Man's got an air horn going on. Yeah, up. what the hell? But yeah, so so four hours, and that day I had gotten up at like 5.30. So I was up super early, and this thing was going to run super late. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. I've seen everything I want to see in life. And I know it sounds absolutely terrible, doesn't it, right? But I stand by my choice. It was, it was one of those, like, I needed the rest. I needed to shut my eyes. Otherwise, I was going to fall right in their fucking pit, and it was going to trample over me. What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck is Gabe doing? Yeah, that's... But that's... I do bring good things. Uh, we got a nice little Q&A with the guys. Real cool dudes. Um, so I asked them if they're doing any more themed EPs. Uh-huh. They said that it started... The idea started off as another themed EP. They were going to do like a... I joked. I was like, oh, like a cowboy EP because, you know, because like Red Dead and yeah, like yeah. it's just the season, right? Yeah. They're like, well, the joke was that we were going to do like a southern EP, but they didn't know how well it would have worked since they're from the Midwest. Yeah. So they turned this EP idea into their next full-fledged project, which is cranking out late next year. They said like October, November, they're planning to crank out an album. Okay. So they're going to be coming back around. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Um, lots of interesting questions. Uh, first and foremost, you know, Mike kind of said that like these next, the most recent albums have been kind of held back and is cathartic as compared to with Roots Above and Branches Below because he said that this album is like a fucking hurdle of its own because if you've listened to it, you know it's relentless back and forth and no fucking, there's no resting. Yeah. And for like vocals like that, just the guttural screams and the, every couple of minutes, you know. It's kind of tough on his voice, but that was the kind of big thing I wanted to bring in that they are indeed, my hunch was correct. They are indeed working on new music Mm -hmm. and it's going to be a full fledged album late next year. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, man. should be good. Gabe is the only man that goes to a concert without actually attending a concert. That's unbelievable. Yeah. (laughs) All the effort just to get there. The bottom line isn't close either. Oh God. That's a slight disappointment in that. Hey man, I took my L and you know what? Like I said, dude, if you were in my shoes and your eyes were just, bleh, we took it, went home, ran with it. Oh, wow. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I said, like I said, you were going to be like, uh. I, don't, I don't think I've ever heard of anybody ever going to a show without actually going to the show, part yeah. of the show. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's a little ridiculous. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Well, whatever. All right. Uh, so that's your week. My week was the same, relatively. Uh, had some good food. Bears won. Thank you. Yeah, Bears won on on Thanksgiving. Uh, eight and three. Yeah, I it, said it. That's amazing. Yeah, we haven't had a winning record in Nam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. Had some good food. Stopped at the in-laws. Had some good food. And then I went to sleep, and then I woke up. Had to go to work. Got my ass kicked for roughly nine and a half hours straight. So you. Yeah. Uh, but it is what it is. We're back. And we're, we're ready to hop into this real agenda. And again, Adam's going to be kind of just flowing with the wind here. Hey. Putting in his input. And, I was always just flowing with the wind. Yeah, this was kind of just a uh, last minute addition. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll be back next week. Yeah, we'll see. We'll definitely see. Hopefully, I'll be able oh. to figure out the whole... And hopefully, we can have more than just two channels. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
It is what it is, though. To be fair, over the last 60 episodes, we haven't needed more than two. Eh, you know, ch-ch-ch-changes. Yeah, anyway, anywho, it is what it is. But yeah, so let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, we'll, we'll start with, uh. Is Alexa? Wait, what? I don't know. Anyway, so we'll start with The Lion King. Have you oh. seen, have, have you seen this, 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 this trailer, Gabe? We'll start with Gabe. Yes, um. And frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> Fair enough, Adam. Uh, I am really, really excited. Really? Yeah. I I know it's gonna be verbatim. Yes. Of the movie. Uh huh. But to see it in modern times would be cool. It's like <laughs> hold on, hold on. It, 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 in my defense. That's like you guys got to get like Toy Story as your like your first like, mm-hmm. oh my god, this is so awesome. We we had cartoons. Ours were like flat. <laughs> Ours was just had flat. Shadows and shit. But you get what I'm saying? Like we we didn't really have that computer graph, you know, all that sh- good shit. But when I was a kid, <laughs> I had to walk ten miles uphill I'm to high saying. school, and The Lion King, man, in the 1700s when Shakespeare was a kid. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Talking about modernizing the the Lion King, bro. You're gonna bring in like the Terminator and like <laughs> and like guns into the jungle. All right, so okay, we have reached uh, the three Peak chaos, the, the three points of contact when it comes to this this film. We have a man who has complete indifference, right? We have a man who's excited, and then there's me. You guys, you could probably fill, figure out where I fall. And we've talked about this whole rebooting Disney bullshit. Okay. I understand why people are excited. Also, if it's completely CGI, which the only way I would see them having to redo this if it wasn't, if it was actual lions talking, um, that really makes no point to redo it. Uh, now, what is cool is that they have James Earl Jones coming back as Mufasa. Yes! That's cool. Uh, I wish they had Jeremy Irons coming back for Scar, but that's besides the point. Uh if it's in the oh, wait, would you want JTT back as little Simba? What Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Oh no, 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 no! Well, because he's like forty-three years old now. He's still the same height. I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I uh, I watched the Beauty and the Beast one in theaters, right? Uh-huh. The remake of that. And after that, I vowed to never sit through another one of those again. But you didn't like the Beauty and the Beast either. It wasn't. I wouldn't say it's bad. I'm not going to say it's good. It's passable. But the main question for me and the main thing is, does it need to exist? And the answer to that question is absolutely not. Does Toy Story 4 need to exist? Yes. Why? Because it's a new story. Every single Toy Story has been a different story. New story, new toys. It's about toys, yeah. It's the same subject. It's not the same subject. Okay, that's like like saying addition and fucking trigonometry are the same subject. They are. But they're completely different. I guess you could say they're derivative. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so Here's the thing. Okay, here we go. And we've discussed this. I'm not going to dive balls deep into it again. There's this issue I have with passable movies. They don't exist to be art. They don't exist to be anything outside of passable money grabs. Mm-hmm. And that's my issue. And I think that's kind of the mentality I have for this movie. Where, you know what? Could we use a reboot? Maybe, maybe. And that's like a it very like iffy maybe, a very wobbly maybe, right? Because I'm sure some people would argue for it. Some people would argue against it. But that's exactly what this movie is going to be. It's going to be, was it bad? No. 
Did it redo the Lion King? Did it do a better adaptation, a better spinoff? Did it, did it reinvent Lion King for the better? Definitely not. Mm-hmm. And that is why it does not need to exist. Mm-hmm. Because it's not doing anything. It's not adding. But is it because it, it's... it's you, uh, I don't know how to word this. Think. Is it because you guys are in the age frame of where you guys saw the tail end of Lion King and you were young enough? To be like, okay, yeah, I've seen it, and it was a great movie when it came out. It was one of well, the better movies when it came out. Well, me personally, uh, we've harped on this before when we did the Disney bracket. My opinion, maybe outside of Toy Story, Lion King is probably the greatest Disney movie of all time. I, I, I'm in the age frame where I'm conscientious about where the fuck my money goes. How about that? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. But, I mean, in my, in my opinion, that Toy Story, the last Toy Story for me... Was a good ending. It could have ended there. Absolutely. Um, from what I hear about Bo Peepy and the main storyline in the next one. Well, I, so, I mean, they're uh, shooting. Uh, I mean, uh, that's. I mean, after all the trailers and stuff, it, we haven't really had a hint to what it's really about now. Did my daughter spill everything everywhere? She did. A little brat. Besides <laughs> the point, I'm sorry. But, but like, I, I guess, in, in my thoughts, is for the kids that probably haven't seen the original Lion King. They are probably going, oh, okay, this is, was a story that probably at this point mom and dad seen that we haven't seen. So, okay, yeah, we'll see it, but this is a new modern take of it. Well, I'll stop you right there and say if, for instance, for me and you, if this is the first Lion King you show Austin and Ace, you and I are going to have a problem. <laughs> that, that's the thing. I think it would go back to this. This was the original Lion King. Watch this. Uh-huh. Look at the story. And then enjoy the modern update. Well, my thing is, because we're talking about the impact of this thing, how much impact did the beauty and the beauty and the beast have? None, little. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, well, I'm sure you did, but I'm saying how much impact did it have? None, because the story's already told and so was told. It, it's not going to win another Oscar. It's mm. not going to win, you know, Grammys. It's not going to win best whatever. But it, I, I mean, for sometimes you just need a movie, you just throw on, you go, okay, cool, Lion King. They talk to me now. I don't know. I, I I just don't. I have absolutely zero. I have even less interest that Beyonce's in part of it. Yeah. Um. Uh, I could care less about hearing her sing. And what about that. the new Aladdin that's coming out as well? Well, new Aladdin and a new Dumbo. So there are six films that I saw somebody post on it. Like, oh man, Disney didn't have to go this hard. It's a remake of Dumbo. It's a remake of Aladdin. It's a remake of Lion King. Now the other three were Captain Marvel, The Avengers, and Toy Story. Those three fine. And we gave has has his strong, very strong personal opinions about the comic book movies at this point. But at the very least, Toy Story is going to go hard because it's a Toy Story. Of course it is. Um, Did it just finally hit the incinerator and be over with? No, definitely not. Absolutely not. Make him into a plastic bottle or something? You need to feed this goddamn mouse until <laughs> it explodes. <laughs> it's going to implode from being unable to digest all this fucking cash. Yeah, well, there's that. But I don't know. Oh, feed the mouse. Yeah, that's definitely something we've talked about. Huh? But um, yeah, that's my opinion on The Lion King. Very different opinions. Which If that's the case, I'm glad Adam's on here. Yeah, I mean, I love Lion King. Yeah, 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 definitely. But moving on. So another thing that we got. So this is for more Gabe. I know Gabe is a is a huge fan of the of this franchise in particular. Devil May Cry is getting its own Netflix anime. How do you feel about that, putty? Um, what better. So so here's the here's the mentality. The, the there is a Devil May Cry anime, mm-hmm. and it's very villain of the week. And it, it, Adam is correct. It is very much a sellout mm-hmm. because it doesn't really do anything. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It doesn't go anywhere. It's villain of the week style where. Oh, guys, we got to solve mysteries. 
with guns. <laughs> you know? And that was the kind of the mentality. Was it a bad watch? No. Did it do anything? No. And it kind of harkens back to the Lion King argument. But I know Netflix is very capable. They did a fucking phenomenal adaptation of Castlevania. Yeah. They did a lot of really good stuff with a lot of material from the mangaka universe, right? Uh-huh. So I feel that they'll do a much better job. And especially considering that they just wrapped up Devilman Crybaby earlier in this year, which is very much um, some of the same themes, some of the same archetypes, as in Devil May Cry, uh-huh. I got full faith that they'll do better. And that's why this is okay, and that's not. Do you hear um, that it's actually going to be put in the same universe as Castlevania? That's good. That's yeah. good. Speaking of which, have you watched it? I have not. Uh-huh. Maybe you should watch it. I think you picked the wrong time of the year to get me to watch stuff, Gabe. But you were on vacation. You said you were going to watch it on vacation. Well, it's, my vacation's over with it. Now it's peak season, Gabe. That's on you, buddy. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. So I, I think Netflix will do justice. Because like I said, the first anime adaptation of Devil May Cry was mech at best. Okay. It was mindless watching. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I have really any opinion on the matter, but I know you would because I figured, you know, you're a big fan of the, the series and whatnot. Dude, I got a fucking, uh, like, my gum is swollen. So if you hear me, like, slur my words, it's not because I'm drunk. It's because, well. It's because you wish you were drunk. Yeah, it's because, <laughs> I, it's because I have a fucking swollen gum right now. And it's pissing me off a little bit. Your mic's telling you, man, we should be partying right now. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it is what it is. Moving on to gaming. Going to fly through this stuff a little bit. Uh, so. A couple weeks ago, me and Gabe talked about Sony not doing their PlayStation Experience conference, which is essentially their own conference where they announce all their cool shit, right? SonyCon. Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, however, they have taken this a step forward and announcing that Sony is not going to be at E3, which is the biggest gaming convention all year around. Um, and they're just not going to be there. They have decided that they're, nothing is going to be announced or talked about, at least from their end. And I think it's a very interesting thing because... In 20-something years that Sony's been going to this thing, they have never not gone to one. Is it to draw anticipation for something that's big? Sony's being uh, that like edgy, mysterious guy in high school. Yeah. They're being uh, Vili Valo from him. Yeah, definitely. Um, we don't know why. The, the, the thought process is that maybe some of their IPs aren't far, far enough along and they don't want to drop something if they don't have something worth saying. I got two kind of ideas. Okay. First idea is that you know it's not far along enough or maybe they're just not cooking anything right now nothing's uh-huh. presentable right two we kind of talked about this earlier um how you mentioned that the bone and the four are coming to the end of their life cycle mm-hmm. maybe sony is doing some work in the kitchen and gonna work on a five soon well i think well i think that's a, that's definitely part of the problem uh, but my thing is okay my thing is we have maybe three, four potential really big titles coming out for the PlayStation 4. And then the next couple of years before the 5 comes out, assuming they don't fucking uh, drop back The Last of Us and The Ghost of uh, whatever the name of that fucking game is. Uh, they don't drop those back to the next, the next gen, which they shouldn't. Um, I feel like it's a little early to be playing those kinds of games. I if think that- it's a big balls move by Sony. Yeah. Because everybody knows that they should be there, and they do too. But I think they're showing, um, I think they're showing restraint. And there was a really good quote that goes along the lines of, "We can only be judged by the things we do, not the things we don't," or along that line. And uh-huh. I, I think, I think, like I said, big ball move by Sony, because like we've seen, they've dominated this generation of console yes. gaming. I, I'm not really a gamer, but I've known PlayStation to be dominant 
across all you know platforms. Except the last generation, PlayStation is not has killed consoles along the way. Right, because they've been on top of it for such a long time. And Michael, like I said, I'm not really a gamer, Mm -hmm. but I've I've known the PlayStation because of Jake, and the graphics, the games. (laughs) I know what I'm doing. (laughs) The graphics, the games, the and even just the life, like the lifestyle of the people who want the PlayStation, mm-hmm. because it's the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm I'm honestly holding out for the five because I know as soon as I buy a four, the five is gonna the come. The fucking five is gonna come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like I said, I'm not a gamer at all. I suck. At he does. Games. I, I'm horrible. I, I can't attest to I, this. I yes. enjoy to sit down and play a couple minutes here and there. I enjoy playing the the NFL games and all that, but. I think the inactivity of of Sony is going to make everybody go. What are they doing? What are they doing? Yeah. Why are they not here? Those chickens are up to something. Yeah. yeah. Like in that kind of world, when you're expected to be there and you're not there, yeah. everybody's gonna be like, Why? Why? Why are we here? Yeah. Should we be here? Yeah. Microsoft's gonna be like, like uh, Should we be working on something different? Yeah. So there's some truth to that. I mean that. And that's coming from a guy who doesn't really give a shit about games. I got you, yeah. But I, I enjoy the platform and what it does for everything else. The Netflix, the streaming, yeah, yeah. The, the everything else that goes with that. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's cool. Yeah. Uh, ballsy move, I agree. That's, I mean, it's a really ballsy move not to show up to the biggest probably game. the two biggest things that they got. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think it's interesting. Now, on the other hand, uh, Square Enix, I'm sorry. On the other hand, Square Enix has already started. Square Enix is the you know, video game company. They do Final Fantasy and all that. They have already... St- started to hire people specifically calling out the PlayStation 5. So Square Enix is hiring people to develop a game for the 5 already. So the question is, how soon is this thing going to be here? The 5? Yeah. I say within the end of... Next year? Next year. I'm going to say 2020 because 20, 20 is divisible by 5, and I think that works. I You know, just congruent all the way around. I, just, I, I say before, before this time next year... You think no? I don't think that's a little soon. I think it'll be announced. I don't think it'll yeah, be available it'll be before before Christmas season this time next year. It'll be confirmed. Yeah. Okay. I th- I can see that. I could definitely see that. Because just, you know everybody's about that money grab, but especially especially around the holidays when it's about platforms. Yeah, that's for sure. So yeah, it's definitely something that's very interesting. That's very interesting to talk about. Also, a little worrying some for me who's waiting for the Last of Us Part Two and has continued to not have a date for it, and I've been waiting for it for five six years now. So. I need part two, and it needs to be on this console before it all wraps up. Because if it was on the five, I bought the four partially for The Last of Us 2. So, I mean, they did it for Kingdom Hearts, I guess. They did it for like three years. So, like, oh, the Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming to the PlayStation 3. No, no, it's not. PlayStation 4, wait, it's still not here. So, <laughs> bitch, you thought. Yeah, multiple times. So, I guess we'll wait and see. I think it's interesting, and we'll just move on next to the next thing I'm a bobber. All right, so. We'll move on to Tetris Effect. Have you seen footage from this gameplay, Gabe? No, what is it? Tetris Effect is a game. Well, you probably know the fucking um, the, the guy who fucking built put the music in, but it is Tetris. But with that, it is a VR experience. It doesn't have to be. You can play it normally. It is Tetris, but when you move the blocks, when you rotate the blocks, it plays music. And the fa- the faster the game goes, the more the faster the music goes, and you kind of make your own music. It's already designed, you know, to be a certain thing. It has different visuals wrapped up in that. Oh, I want to play it. I'll show you some gameplay after this because <laughs> I watched it. Right, I saw the what's it called? Um, 
like the demos and stuff and people were like oh this thing is like really cool and you really start to get tetris enough oh sorry tetris alone is enough to kind of get you to like zone out but here it's like with the music and it's the, hitting all senses yeah with all the, the visuals and the music of it all you're just like uh, then you see people like drilling and shit playing, yeah. playing it and with the music kind of going along with it being kind of a rhythm game uh, very interesting very beautiful I've seen a lot of the, the levels and shit it is very intuitive uh, they did a great job with it so uh, I might get it it's gonna, it should, should be relative it's Tetris so it shouldn't be fucking $90 yeah <laughs> shouldn't be that uh, we'll see uh, but it's very interesting looking it's very beautiful uh, and like I said like, some famous Japanese composer maneuver with controller well, if they have, like I said, they have just the normal, the normal thing that you could play, but they also have the VR where you could mess with it with the, the thing. The VR, obviously, the whole fucking thing is like flying past you. Levels change instead of just being like, dude, new color. It's like, yeah. said you on a journey, like, like an architect's music video or something. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, Tetris Effect. Uh, my wife wants to get it because she saw gameplay and she's like, that looks fucking fantastic. I'm like, I know. Uh, and it's Tetris. Uh, it's very hard to fuck up Tetris, yeah. right? So. It is what it is. I'm interested. It's gonna be fun, I think. Yeah, cool. I, I agree. Yep. Moving on, Gabe. So this is this is Gabe's big time because I know Adam knows absolutely nothing about Siege. So, new operators are out, Gabe, or they're out on a technical. Well, they're test out service. on the yeah the TTS technical technical test servers. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's chat. Yeah. So they announced well, obviously the new map for the fortress for, uh, fortress on for Wind Bastion this season coming up. And they also phenomenal name. I love that name. Yeah, it's so a great. Name. It's a great name. And uh, they showed us uh, the new operators. Sure. So we get one defender, Cade, Cade, um, Cade, whatever you want to call him, Cade. Okay. Um, so this dude's gadget is a cross between Ella's remote mine and Bandit's battery. Yeah. I want to call it a generator, but it's a battery, right? Um, so he, I've kind of spoken on this guy a little bit. I'm very excited for him. I think yes. he's going to bring a whole new dynamic. Mm-hmm. And just because he can electrify hatches now, I think that'll fuck up this metagame hard. Yeah. And that means your roamers aren't going to have as much freedom. They're going to have to baby those hatches hard. Because now you have a Thatcher and a Thermite, right? And, you know, I mean both of those guys. I know how they work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be sticking together, and they're going to be yeeting the EMP, and Thermite's going to go... It's ready. But now your roamers kind of got a new kind of adaptive play style to work around, right? Oh, yeah. And I think that's going to be cool. And I think Kate will bring good shifts to the meta. Yeah. Now, uh, the attacker we get, Nomad, very interesting. She's a very anti-cavy, mm-hmm. and she'll knock you back. Uh, it's actually the same animation from Outbreak. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I quite feel about her yet. I think she'll be like, like a version of Ash we didn't need, like a shiny Ash. You know what I'm saying? Like in Pokemon, there's like the regular Pokemon, the shiny version that doesn't really necessarily do anything crazy different, but it just looks different. Um, I think Nomad is going to see the most usage in Pro League. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to say the most usage. I, I want to say the most tactical usage in Pro League mm-hmm. because coming from like the low to mid level, right, you're going to have guys that are like, I'll just knock this roamer back and then shoot it or, you know, your buddy shoots it and that's a, you know, that's a frag, mm-hmm. right? I think where it's going to come into play um, on like some next level shit is definitely going to be Pro League because Pro League cranks out those heavy fucking good strats, those plat strats and Damn. stuff like that. And I'm kind of curious to see what we get because I could totally see a match being won where you have you know an attacker on site and it's almost captured and then defender runs in and, like, and it poof, knocks yeah. back and then we win by securing the area. Yes. And I think that'd be a hilarious yeah. fucking win. Um, very excited for Kaid. Um, I think I'm going to pick him up because he has an ACOG on his pistol mm-hmm. and you know I love spawn peeking. Um, Nomad, I 
I'm going to have to play it by ear, man. I didn't get a chance to hop on the TTS quite yet because my week's been kind of hectic, but I'm planning to put a couple hours in today. Okay. And that's the plan. I will get back to you with uh, some assessments and some critique, hopefully. But that being said, I think this season's very important for Ubisoft because they're in a spot right now where you have a lot of games contending. Like you have Black Ops 4, you got Battlefield 5, um, you got Red Dead Redemption 2. And so what happened towards the end of, well, what's happening now towards the end of Grim Sky is that they see a dip in the people playing, the amount yeah. of people playing. Grim's guy definitely took a dip. It, it's not necessarily due to them, the Ubisoft being bad or the yeah. game being bad. It's mm-hmm. just that there's a lot of properties and IPs out right now that are demanding attention in, in consumers' wallets. Yes, sir. And I think Wind Bastion overall, I think this is going to be a good, good season. And I think this is going to solidify Ubisoft as almost like a force of nature, like wind, right? <laughs> you see what I did there? Uh, actually, I think I'm more excited for this than I am for Grim Sky. And that, you know, that's saying a lot considering Mav is one of my favorite operators. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited, man. I, I'm excited to see it because now we have, you have a hard counter to Clash now. Yeah. Because you, <laughs> yeah. you, you had Zof, which made it work. Uh-huh. Oh, and she's getting nerfed now, right? Um, you had Zof, which made it work. And, you know, we pulled off that strat a couple of times. But now you have a hard fucking counter. You yeah. have literally like, they got a Clash, we're picking a Nomad. Uh-huh. You know? And now you got that fuck you. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a good season. And I think there's a lot of kind of controversy surrounding the whole Clash thing. And still, there's always going to be. You know, it was mm-hmm. a ballsy move by Ubisoft. But now we'll see that that balance. Uh-huh. We will see that balance. And I'm super excited. Yeah, man. It's, uh, I think it's interesting because, like you said, uh, I feel like Nomad is the second of two operators that we've had recently. Obviously, the other being, being Clash, where the, uh, the objective around her or the idea around her design is pushing, right? Uh, now, Nomad in the physical sense where she's actually throwing your ass across the room <laughs> while, you know, uh, Clash is more of the I'm going to get stay out of here denial kind of a kind of a game, gameplay. I like it. All right. Um, I'm kind of reversed on, on it. I want because, you know, I don't know. And maybe it's just the fact that I'm a uh, I prefer attacking. Maybe. Yeah, sure. Um, she honestly design wise. She looks a lot like like a black hair. Yeah, she a brown hair. Right. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of, that was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, man, I think it's going to be good. I definitely see the usage of Kaid 100%. Because when you t- mentioned it in practice, like when you described it, I didn't get it. But when I see it in practice, I understand it. Yeah. Uh, he is like the ultimate keep the fuck out. Nuh-uh, you ain't coming in here. And um, from what I understand, that claw really does deploy pretty fast. So it's a good way to bandit trick. What the hell? <laughs> so um, that being said, I think we're going to see a lot of like, maybe not like, you know, unranked, but I think we're going to see a lot of hard denial teams on defense and catch, mm-hmm. which is going to consist of Mute, Bandit, Kaid, Echo, and, I don't know, a tra- Trap Operator, probably Ella or, or Frost Legion. or something. Yeah, Legion, right? Yeah. And I think that's going to be a pretty interesting team because you had team fuck your walls for yeah. a while, right? But now you have team, yeah, good luck. Get, <laughs> try getting through these walls. Yeah. No, no, it's more like team try and get the fuck into the objective <laughs> and uh i think it'll be fun i think they're great additions i yeah. thought both of them are very well thought through. yeah the map looks good too the map looks fun yes it does uh, there's a lot of openness to it and mm-hmm. like i said Mal, I'll, I'll get back to you with some real-time play right. on that shit i feel you man good stuff all right moving on so gabe did you did you did you research this this this, this thing that you put on here for the my list? star wars thing yeah uh yeah sure let's come out swinging um <laughs> So, as we know, the House of Mouse now owns the Empire. And it's been, right? This is no new thing. Uh, just kind of, uh, I'm, I'm kind of going to survey you guys, right? What was the last Star Wars property where you were literally fucking giddy about? Well, you know, my answer for that 
My answer was The Last Jedi. I was super pumped about that. Super like my like I tell you, I say it every time we talk about it. I wrote a better movie in my head than what it actually was because I thought the movie sucked. Adam, I'm sure you're gonna have a different perspective I on mean, this. I, from from I, to be honest, I'm not really a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what's the one with the the most recent one that came out? The Last Jedi. The one before that. The Force Awakens. That one yeah. I thought played cool. really well. Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed the story storyline. From a person that's not attached to a Star Wars project like that. Man, I wish I could be Adam sometimes when it comes to the, comes to that, man. I, I'm, I'm a noob at everything. Yeah. Except, except music. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. But <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed that movie because it was bright. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a dog to a toy. <laughs> you show me something flashy, shiny, and throw it. I'm going to watch it. Okay, fair enough. All right, follow-up question for both of you. Um, You'll probably have a more solid answer, Jake, but what was the last Star Wars property that you were actually satisfied with? Like, when you finished it, whatever it was, the book, game, movie, that you're like, yeah, I am I am very satisfied. I'm very pleased with what was outputted. Hmm. Like, yeah, like, so supremely satisfied, is if that's the word we're looking for, last property, it would have to be Star Wars Battlefront 2, the OG Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the PlayStation. As far as like completely being satisfied with how, how everything worked because it re- it literally puts you in the fucking movies in most, of, in most of the regard. So that's my answer for that. Uh, as far as, because like I like The Force Awakens. It had issues. We talked about The Last Jedi and I could get in further into it. Um, the prequels, give or take, pretty good. But, you know, you know there was issues. Supremely satisfied, again, to a T from what you're saying. That the one that was the one that I'm like, yeah, I'm 100% behind. I don't think I have an answer for this one. Complicated questions. <laughs> Welcome sure. to the podcast. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. So uh, let's talk about some Battlefront 2, the OG one. That came in 2005, 2006? Yeah. It was 12 right. years ago. Let's just put it at 06, right? 12 years ago. Okay, and um, here's my kind of issue with this. I think Star Wars has turned into a shell of its former self. Okay. Star Wars isn't what it once was. Star Wars was regarded as... You know, the thing for yeah. a while there, right? It was up there with Star Trek, Lord of the Rings and stuff. But now I'm kind of worried because I see I see what it has become. And I hate to say it, it's become a cash grab. It has. The last Star Wars property that I can, in recent memory, I would say Battlefront 2 is on there. I wouldn't say that was the one that was like, yeah, but it was definitely on the list, right? You know me, I was more of the RPG Night, guy, Knights of the, the Old Republic. Republic. And then um, <laughs> the Clone Wars cartoon was fucking phenomenal. That Obi-Wan, Darth Maul story is arguably one of my favorite Star Wars stories ever, period. It's fucking great. So well done, right? And that's a masterpiece. That is a masterclass in how you evolve two characters and their stories. And so, I don't know, man. I guess I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to get to right now is that Star Wars, Star Wars has moved away from what what it once was, when it once had the magic. Mm Mm-hmm of captivating young kids. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because we're growing older or because we're being more cynical or if it's simply because Disney doesn't really give a shit about the Star Wars community. Because you can say that they do, but what have they done for us besides bring out new products, new toys, new things, uh, new movies, stuff for us to spend our money on. But like I said, man, with that first question or with the second question, I can't really recall anything recent aside from the things we named that I was like, 
yeah, this is fucking Star Wars. And you felt that like lightsaber go off, you know, and you felt like the like the fucking symphony, that orchestra in your heart. You know what I'm saying? Like the first time you finish the OG trilogy and you're like, fuck yeah, I want to be a Jedi. That True. Fuck yeah, I want to be the, in the well, universe vibe. I think they have the opportunity to kind of fulfill that need inside of me when they do the the Star Wars Land of Disney or the whole, the whole thing, the whole hotel thing. I think that's a good opportunity for them to kind of make up for that. But yeah. But it, I mean, it, it just hit me. Now, is it because of the time frame? Mind you, Star Wars before was, you know, what, a two years, three years gap in between each mm-hmm. movie? Yeah. So now we're getting movies that are just falling in there, you know. Is it is it because we're spoiled as, as the consumer of Star Wars? I mean, before the... Yeah. You're like, holy shit! Yeah. Now it's like, oh, they're fighting, yeah. you know. That's just my opinion about you know. Well, on that. I think there's some validity to that idea. I think that it's a the law of diminishing returns. Yeah. Too much of it, too much of one of a good thing is a bad thing. Um, I think I think demand is high still. Everybody still wants to go see it, but you're they're. I want to say people are more creative than they were back in the day. People's imaginations are a little bit more open, and the 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 world of comic-con and these people that are involved in that kind of world will look at the movie and go eh, well it wasn't as good as this one and i think to me that already gives it it knocks it down enough to where people go well they should know because they, they've been around longer you know what i mean like so the people that are up and coming podcasters people whatever look at the thing and they go well this person was i think they were right about that they, they were they were They've been here longer. They've seen all the movies. So I'm going to use their opinion to kind of base my opinion on. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Gabe? I think you're dancing around the issue. I think you really are. Because you're the whole opinion thing, that's valid. We all do that, right? We all kind of, I don't want to say take on fully, but we all kind of get our ideas from the people we seek. look up to, right? Seek. Right? Yeah, seek right? opinions. Okay, so I, I think the, the issue is at the core of this franchise. You don't need to crank out a movie every year, as demonstrated with the failure that was the last spinoff movie, right? Which was the solo Han one, right? Solo one, yep. They fucking flopped. And that showed Disney, we don't need to put out a Star Wars movie every year. Yeah. We don't. What they need to do is they need to sit down. They need to get one fucking director for a set of movies or a set of TV like The Mandalorian is going to be, right? Uh-huh. And they need to sit down. They need to write a good story, cast good actors, and develop it. Because without the core elements at a movie, a game, a book, anything, you fucking name it, without the core elements of what makes something good in a media or a medium, you're losing it completely. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's what's happening right now. They're losing grips with Star Wars because... People are putting in different different feedback and different things. Yeah, that they um, feel I, I guess their idea with this new trilogy was, yeah, everybody gets a participation trophy. Everybody gets to throw their hat in the ring. And J.J. Um, Abrams did a pretty... All right job at episode seven. Yeah. I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't wowed, right? And a lot of people say it was a reskin of four. You know what? Maybe that's okay. Yeah. Because we got a different take. We got different characters. But then we got the Ryan Johnston adaptation, which, you know, we have a lot of mixed opinion about. And there's a whole uh, Twitter page that's dedicated to remaking The Last Jedi. And, uh, you know, I still don't really know how I feel about that movie. And I think that's the issue is that you need to maybe not force your ideas down, but you need to make this, you need to make the arguing about, Points in the movie and views and sides of the characters, not about the movie itself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of the fucking problems come in. And so I'm, 
I'm I'm at the opinion. I'm at that point where Star Wars really isn't the same for me, and it was a really sad conclusion to come to because growing up, Star Wars was like one of my defining like personality traits. It was like I am a fucking Star Wars fan. Yep. But now it's like, yeah, I'm a Star Wars fan, but my favorite stories aren't even canon anymore. You know, they yeeted all that shit out. <laughs> like, um, yeah, they, they really did, man. And and you know, sometimes it's like. Sometimes if you say you're a Star Wars fan, it's like you're looking for a fight at a bar. They're like, oh, what is your opinion about The Last Jedi? And then you're like, uh, I'm paying for my drinks. I'm getting the fuck out. We're not getting into this. <laughs> and I hate that that's kind of the community that it's become because I, I don't want to have that, you know, kind of hipster mentality. But maybe when it was a little smaller, it was a bit better. And, you know, this still, yeah, I know. It's kind of a stretch for Star Wars, right? Because it's always had a massive following. But now you have everybody and their mamas knows what Star Wars is. If you've ever owned a television, you've probably seen Star Wars once or twice. And I think that trying to generalize it and trying to take away from the guys and gals and things that have been there for a while and trying to appeal to more casual fans is kind of taken away from the experience. Interesting. And that's just, I don't know, that was my rant for this week. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Shit. Damn, Gabe went in. Wow. Oh man, what the fuck? Well, I, I mean, I get it. It, go, it goes back to the the mouse is always hungry. Yep. You know, no matter what what you want as a consumer, uh, the mouse is going. Uh, I'll take this. I'll take that. And, oh, and you're definitely gonna come down to see this Star Wars land that we're creating because it's gonna make us more money. I, I get it. It's cool. Disney do your damn thing. You know, I uh, you don't. Ruin a lot of things, but sometimes you just need to back off a little bit. And, and working off that, that Disney thing you were talking about, right? That's supposed to be a supplement. That's supposed to be like in addition to. That's not supposed to be like the main experience. You don't experience Star Wars through Disneyland. You watch the movies and you get your Star Wars info before you go in there. And that's what makes it magical, not the other way around. It's not the theme park that makes the movies magical. It's the movies and the theme park that add to the Star Wars experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And although it, it probably is going to be good because, you know, Disneyland, Disney World is all taken care of very well. Yeah. It, it, it's still kind of missing it. M- missing the fucking... <laughs> oh, man, I just snagged a wire. I'm sorry. It, it's missing the point because this is supposed to be a multivitamin. It's supposed to be a supplement, not your main meal. Interesting. I think it's a very interesting take. I like that. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. Um the, the question is, I think, about the whole Star Wars thing. Is it too late? Oh, shit. Damn, girl. you. There's a Jawa at the door. Yeah. <laughs> She's banging at the door. Uh, you cannot put the toothpaste back in the tube. Right. The question is, is this so far gone that we can't save it? It's, it's finishing the final swirl in the <laughs> toilet. I, I don't know. No, man, you made a very valid point that kind of still sticks with me. You got to give it room to breathe. You got to let it be missed. Yeah. And I'm not saying stop all Star Wars stuff. I'm saying maybe when Episode Nine wraps up, you know, do a couple of spinoffs here and there. Continue your cartoons and, and supplementary stuff. Let it fucking breathe, though. Question. Yeah. After Nine, are we getting 10, 11, 12? Maybe not immediately, but I, I think there are plans for a 10, 11, 12. And I think it'll be plans for the son of Luke, if, you know, if they decide to go that route and we'll see, cause we'll, you know, we got all these characters now and we don't know how to, we don't know what's going to come out. Cause eight was just such a fucking left field pitch off ball, oddball shit, you know? And we will see. I think, I think they're definitely contemplating that now too, as a franchise. And 
I don't think it'll come immediately. I think they'll hold back on it. And I think they want to focus on nine because the community is fucking divided. And a community divided cannot stand. This is true. 100% true. Also, As uh, Lincoln Skywalker once said. <laughs> you're stupid. Uh, <laughs> I think, okay, after nine, and I know this is going to be like, it's going to piss off a lot of Star Wars fans. After nine, I think they wrap back around and push everything up and do a one, two, three again. I think the next ones are going to be all prequels set in this, the main universe. I was going to say, I don't think they have to push it back. I think they could... I don't well, know what they the, do Star Wars the naming, three, bro. Well, I was gonna say I don't know what the nomenclature would be, but you could do a trilogy of movies leading up to Episode One. You could add supplementary movies to make the prequels even better, or the old prequels, I guess, at this point, right? I I wouldn't be opposed to that idea. There it's a just prequel of a prequel. Yeah, it would be. It would. Yeah, be. it would be a prequel of a prequel, and I'm not opposed to that idea necessarily. But you would have to be adding. You know what I'm saying? You can't just be adding to add. You have to add to add substance, well, and that's the point. That conversation. That, that leads to where you're eventually going to end up. Yeah. My thing is like uh, that, that that starts to enter like the chronologically confused kind of a thing. Cause, that like fucking uh, Back to the Future? Well, that's a, that's a whole other conversation entirely. Oh, but, <laughs> but my thing is obviously when Disney acquired Lucasfilms, um, you everybody felt because universally at that point, everybody felt that Disney took care of all of its properties, right? Um now, Disney did something in the parks, and this is, I don't know why I feel the need to bring this up. In the parks, Disney has all its famous rides, right? All the classic rides, the Haunted Mansion's still there, uh, Big Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain, Space Mountain, those things are still there, right? I feel like at this point, as far as, I mean, not so much the park, but so much the, the properties, they have taken a Universal Studios approach where we don't have time for the classics. We got to pump out what's new and what's next and what's better. Um, I think that's kind of the mentality they've took on with this whole Star Wars thing. I understand why but uh i think there, there there's something to be said about riding the haunted mansion you know what i'm saying oh. there's an, pirates of the caribbean is an experience so i feel like maybe they should take that philosophy with their movie properties list of franchises that need to die uh <laughs> <laughs> all right you got any closing comments on this because this is kind of actually making me sad and it's, <laughs> it, it's unfortunate man this because this is something I, ho- I held dearly for so many years and now it's kind of slipping because you. of the way it was taken care of well or lack thereof for real all right yeah no that's it that's about it so let's get into music um 10 song set list is a new game we're playing it's it's exactly what it sounds like it's a 10 song set list shit we'd like to hear jacob picked the band this week and it was vanna v-a-n-n-a from boston that boston hardcore boston hardcore you want to go first did i go first did you go first Uh, i'll go first because that was my idea and adam since you are a big vanna fan such as i am you will be able to participate in your opinion on how you feel about the particular set list it's not good you can leave now yeah uh (laughs) so this is what I got in the order. Now I cheated. All right. We, we both cheated. We agreed to cheat. Yeah, we, we cheated. Um, uh, and new house rule, I guess. Um, we said we couldn't do 10. It was very difficult, so we did 13. <laughs> <laughs> There's some critical songs you kind of got to miss if you're doing 10. It's like... Top 10 songs, starting with number 13. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's 10 plus 3. Well, it's not... Okay, let me preface this by saying this is not necessarily what I think are the best Vanna songs. This is what you want to see. These are the songs that if I saw on a set, I would, my face would melt, and I think I would turn into the guys from Raiders of the Lost Ark. You chose poorly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or greatly, because so, it's Vanna. In order from closing song or opening song... That's not how fucking set list works at all, Jacob. From opening song to closing song, we got... Toxic Pretender, mm-hmm. opening up the set because it's just fucking nasty. In my opinion, 
Still my favorite Vanna song. Well, obviously, at this point, it is my favorite Vanna song because they ain't coming out with any new stuff. That's sad. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Toxic Pretender, number one. Next up, Year of the Rat. Well, just because that fucking ending makes me want to kick my child in the face, and I love my little girl, so it takes a lot of energy for me wanting to kick her in the face. You'll be expecting a phone call later on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yes, officer. This one right here. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on up. Down, I guess. Safe to say, because I think that's a good spot. Put it early. Keep it nice and early. Uh, Paranoia Euphoria. And then we're going to kick it back a little bit. Go, We Ate the Horse You Rode In On, because I just love the song title, and it's just the grimiest song that ever existed. All right. Up tempo again. Void. All right. Then Mutter. Now we go way back on this one. I Am The Wind, You Are The Feather, because it's starting to slow down the first part of my set. All right. Next up, Pretty Grim. Now, to close out my, my set, quote-unquote, is Trash Mouth. All right? That's to close out the first part of my set. Now, coming back out for the encore, I'm going to co- combine these two because they're combined live. Uh, it's the opening to uh, The Few and Far Between. It is The Few and Far Between and The Lost Star Staying Alive. That's what you come back out with. Closing out, last two songs, Flower and then Last Digging. In that order. Because I just slow it down a little bit and get make everybody cry at the end. Because that's what I did, bastards. But uh, that's my third. Well, yeah, my thirteen song set list. Technically fourteen, but whatever. Uh, so that's it. That, my neck is already sore. Yeah. <laughs> Supreme bang over on this yeah, one. Yeah, uh, I like it. I like it. I yeah. like it. I Tasty, like right? It. Yeah. Tasty. It's yummy. So going into it, I didn't think we'd have so much difference, but now kind of seeing what you chose, I was like, okay, there's some interesting choices. Uh, mine's going to start off the set way. We're doing Toxic Pretender. Uh-huh. Then we're going to go into Youth Decay, because I think that song's a fucking banger, okay. right? We're going to go into Void. We're going to go into Holy Hell. All right? So we're, we're kind of covering the... the yeah, we're kind of covering Void, right? After Holy Hell, we're going to do Personal Cross, because that song's fucking great. That's also... Then we're... Cool. Yeah, I know. Right? The first four, five songs are from Void. <laughs> uh, then we're going to go into Year of the Rat. You're at, you're at the rat's a fucking banger. Halfway through the set, and the halfway through, you trying yeah. to kill people, bro? Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to kill people, man. We're <laughs> we're going high, letting it low out just a little bit, and then high again, right? That's my mentality. After you're the rat, we're, we're, after you're the rat, we're gonna do uh, the first Vanna song I ever heard, which is Safe to Say. Okay, it's a fucking great song. After Safe to Say, we're gonna go mutter, mutter into Pretty Grim, Pretty Grim into the. And, uh, this is kind of a deep cut. I said I'm fine. <laughs> oh wow something you'll probably never ever yeah, hear yeah, live yeah. right after i said i'm fine we're gonna do trash mouth trash mouth is so fucking grimy i love it <laughs> it's just i you know i had it on repeat like uh like wednesday all day when i was going home it was fucking phenomenal uh flower or trash mouth and the flower and digging and that's my closing that's okay. uh, my 13 song set list oh. for vanna so we had some the middle was kind of interesting we had a toss up we had a nice little salad and uh you know some of us added more some of us added less so you could tell that you know I'm very heavy on the Void album. Yeah, no shit. And maybe not so much on the list, but I think all those are you know good quality, valid songs to bring Out, out live. Outside of oh yeah, Pretty Grim and Modern. Never mind. I was gonna say I thought you only had one uh, from All Hell on there, but you did not. You had multiple. You had three. I still my neck's hurting. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nasty. It, 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 it's it's. It's a very it's very hard to come out with it because like we we had the same problem with every time I die where it's just like I just want to fucking kill everybody just every album in every single order yeah <laughs> just gonna murder people yeah but yeah man that was one that we that we cared for uh, quite a bit that one that one was fun I took myself on a journey because I played through the set list yesterday I'm like yeah this is gonna be fun I would hurt myself I would do some stupid shit if I'm not cut co- well I said this after the whole the original Vanna show if I'm not covered in sweat and blood and tears I'm disappointed in myself <laughs> but uh you came out of that pit wheezing bro yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> Game, dude. I'm going to die. Yeah. That, All right, now we got to walk a mile back to the fucking yeah, green right. line stop. It was fun, though. But uh, it was a phenomenal show. Yeah. And Vanna will be very much missed. I feel we bring him up every show, so they're still with us in spirit. Yeah, definitely. So next next week for the 10 song set list, and Adam, if you are coming back, you can partake in this, and I want your opinion on this because we discussed this last week. We already decided who we're gonna do. Ah, uh, yes. So uh, the choice for this week was Vanna, Bring Me the Horizon, and we said let's do Vanna because uh, like every I think like four months we cycle back into the Vanna <laughs> void, right? You know. And so next week we're gonna do Bring Me the Horizon. Uh, fun little fact: they played I I make out I made out with, with Medusa, Medusa and some very deep cuts off plagues and shit like that. In Amsterdam this week when yeah. it was Ali's birthday, yeah, yeah, and he still got it. He man. actually sounds pretty fucking yeah, good. Yeah, when he when he wants to, he can sound good. Yeah, and you know, that's a whole other argument. But we are doing Bring Me the Horizon ten song set list. Let's try not to cheat this time. Yeah, just should keep it ten, ten song no set list. No encore. Yeah, no encore. Ten song set list, and I think this will really show where we stand on this band. And I think me and Jake are gonna be on the same page. I think Adam's gonna be a bit more lenient and forgiving with what he puts on there. Yeah. So well, that's what we'll do, Adam. If you're coming back next week, ten songs. You come up with the playlist on your iTunes or whatever. And come out, come in with it. All right. So, um, you're you're gonna rate these too. I think you'll have a lot of fun with these. Jake, you you threw out a game that we haven't played in quite some time. It's create your tour package. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun with this. I yeah, know. I got like eight of them. You got eight? <laughs> yeah, I, got I had like three. <laughs> um, I'll I'll let you go first, cause cause no, I you got go, you go first. I want to go through yours. <laughs> okay. Oh, see, I'm uh, so these are my tour packages, and I. <laughs> I actually came up with names for the tours. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, first tour, Feeling Old Yet Tour. We got Simple Plan, Yellow Card, and Sum 41. Ooh. Oh, right. Adam's going. <laughs> Adam, what, what do you rate that? Out of five. Out of five? Out of five. I give it a five. Yeah, that's yeah, solid. That's Good copy. Five, yeah, five, yeah five, Feeling Old Yet. Because we kind of grew up with these bands, right? Well, they, I would say Sum 41 is a bit older than me and Jake were. Probably your your age, Adam, right? Yeah. Give or take. Uh well, they played a 10-year anniversary tour that you guys finally cut up on. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, this song's awesome. I don't know the yeah. Good copy, good copy. Uh, this next tour is called My Panties Are Soaked Tour. Uh, we got Shvips, Shapes, uh-huh. uh, The Used, and Alex is on Fire. Ooh. Ooh. The two last bands makes it, though. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I give it a four. So uh, this good. band, Shapes, the dude sounds like, the, like if Jason Butler and Burt McCracken had a kid. That's what he sounds like. And I think he'd be very fitting for this ballot. And there's, they're, they're a younger band that needs a lot of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, next tour, the Future of Sound Tour. We got Northern Ghost, My Ticket Home, and Polaris. I like that name, man. That's Adam, do you, know, do you know any of these uh, bands off chance? Yes. yes, I know all of them. I'd be out of the loop, but I still remember. Ah, man. I'm still going to give it a four. Uh, I, I'm, I'm down for, for anything that's, 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 that's moving. Mm-hmm. Um... I go to four. Good okay. copy. Yeah, these are these are kind of the the I don't want to say younger bands, but yeah. for for the lack of word, let's say younger bands yeah. that I I like very truly support with all my heart. Mm-hmm. Northern Ghost is my favorite of the the triad we call them, the Holy Trinity of the future of metalcore. Yep. Uh, Might take it home. Consistently been releasing bangers for a while yeah. now, and I'm excited for their new work. And Polaris, man, if I could go back and change my 2017 album of the year from August Burns Red to Polaris, I would in a heartbeat. But we it's a bit late for that. that. Yes, we did. We can't do it. Can't, it's been done. Can't rewrite history again. Okay. Uh, this next tour is called the Uprising Tour. We have this is a big set list. I'm sorry. And I it, by it, the way, uprising was totally a thing already. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So uh, <laughs> so so let's call it the political uprising tour. We got Great American Ghost, Straight from the Path, Knocked Loose, and the Fever Three Three Three. Filth. That's filth. That's filth. That's filth. What was the first band? Great American Ghost, Boston Hardcore. See, I haven't really heard too much of them. 
Well, they're really, they're really fucking good, dude. Okay. I'll, I'll, t- I'll give it a five. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh boy, I'm getting pretty pretty consistent scores through throughout. Yeah. They're pretty good. See, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a hard guy to please though. <laughs> yeah, man. Adam's easy to please. Easy to please with some cheese. All right, moving on to the technical mayhem tour. That's, that's technically true too. The yeah. technical mayhem tour. We got opening. We got Gojira. I really like Ooh, this band, Gojira. Okay. Uh, they're fucking nasty, brutal. Their last album. Listen to Magma, man. That shit is just so like deliberate. Is the only word I could use for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is an old favorite, uh, The Fall of Troy, baby. Oh god, gonna bring them back from the grave. And then headlining August Burns Red. And I think all those three bands, like I said, the technical mayhem kind of, I think it works as a name because they're all very chaotic metalcore bands. Mm-hmm. But that being said, it's controlled chaos. And that's what I love about all three. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll just headlining. The other two guys, I would wait for the side stage bands to be over with. <laughs> uh, I don't want to give August Burns Red a three. But the other guys deduct points. I'm going to give them a four. Only because I don't want to give them a three. <laughs> interesting choice. Interesting choice. Fair enough. Um, okay, this next tour is called the Dad and Plaid Shorts Tour. Okay, we got the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. We got okay. Less Than Jake. And then headlining, we got Smash Mouth. <laughs> Fiverr. All day. <laughs> no lie. Adam is very easy to please. I, I mean... He's grading on a curve. I am. I am. I'm, I'm going with my memories of like listening to these fuckers in like Pondo's car. <laughs> That's funny because everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, he wore a plaid. He wore a, he wore a plaid skirt to school one day. Wow. Yeah, I I, I didn't. I didn't have the lace work. That's a new story. I haven't heard that one before. Oh, I'll tell you that one later. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right, my last tour. Make it a good one. This one kind of makes me a little bit sad too. This tour is called the uh, Tour of Bands Gone By. Oh. This or the Apocalypse, Texas in July, oh, the Blood. Oh. That's dirty. That's a dirty time. I like Texas in July because the drummer was fucking fantastic. What, what's his name, Adam? Uh, Adam Gray. I, mean, I figured you knew that. <laughs> uh, but his the stuff that he's doing, he's with somebody right now. Yeah, fuck. I know who he's with too. Like it kind of seems like he doesn't belong in that band. Yeah, let me look it up. Real but quick. it it Texas in July. I, I bought a guitar from the guitar player, and I never got it because I sold it back to Phil. That makes sense. I, I wanted it, but I didn't want to pay the money that went with it. So I bought it. I'm like, oh my God, I freaked out. Wrong purchase. Here you go. No, I'm not looking for the American politician. I'm looking for but the But other, I mean, yeah, I, I, four, good four. That's, that's nice. Good four. You know, mm. as long as you don't have anything stupid, like I'm not a big fan of Ghost Key. Mm. Oof. Oof. I quite like their new album, but all right. I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, I like the Siege Presence. That's yeah, that's dead. yeah. Fair enough. Uh, that, that being said, we're actually trying to get Austin on a yeah, episode of this episode. Yeah, coming up. Oh uh, yeah. We'll um. So yeah, man. That last one, I was like, I gotta have one that's like a, that's like a nod to like some of these bands that kind of formed me and I grew up on, and the blood was the only way to headline it, man. Mm-hmm. You know that dirty, grimy. You know whose seatbelt this is. I've never met another Gemini. Yeah, yeah. Give me that <laughs> last American cowboy type of shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brace yourself, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Peek the mic, why don't you? Oh, man. All right, so I got four. Not as uh, crazy as Gabe, but we're going to come back with more. I also got another game that we'll talk about after this, but moving on. All right, so this uh, – I, I, I came up with names with these on the spot because you came up with names and I needed to come <laughs> up with names. This one's called the Whiskey and Cigarettes Tour, the used capsized trophy eyes. And uh, the used, obviously, headlining, yes. then capsized and trophy eyes? Yeah, top to bottom. 
I think it's a good choice. I think Trophy Ice has gone a bit too pop punky. Yeah. I think it'll still work. I I like that. That's, um, why, that's why they're opening. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it works. Uh, have you heard Capsize's new single? No. Nice and proper. Dropped Ooh. it yesterday. Yep. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Nice and proper. We'll talk about that in a minute then. All right. Moving on. Uh, this is just the basement bullshit tour. It's called Every Time I Die, Vanna and Hundredth. Old Hundredth. God damn it. None of that new fucking trip hop fucking shoot. What is this? Shoe gaze? Whatever the fuck that bullshit is that they got coming out with. Also, real quick, let me go on a fucking rant. They're like, oh man, oh, no. we're independent artists. It's like, no, bitch, you're unsigned. Yeah, <laughs> I, the first thing I thought of, I saw that. Like, we're finally an independent artist. I'm like, you don't have a fucking label. You're unsigned, motherfucker. What you mean? You got dropped. <laughs> Contract over. They didn't resign you. You got dropped. Just saying. That's something I wanted to talk about. I'm uh, I'm kind of over my hundred thing. We've, we've went over it. Um, I'm make it work. They're smart guys. Uh, the main made it work, and you know we thought that they were gonna be another generic pop punk band. Uh-huh. Now they're headlining their own festival. Whatever, right? Now they're, now they're just a really big generic pop punk band. Hey man, do you? Maddie's they put they shit. have good stage presence, man. They really do. The main. The main. Yeah. The main still around. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Small world, huh? <laughs> uh, I I think that's a good lineup. Basement bullshit is is uh, fitting. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, every time I die, man, that uh, any basement you put them in, they'll <laughs> fuck it up proper. Where's Arkham, boy? <laughs> well, Arkham's not around. Shoot anymore. the messenger. Well, yeah, those, neither of those bands are around anymore. That's a good point. Uh, proper tour. Yep. All right, like moving on. This one's called the Titans. You'll see why. Uh, August Burns. Red. August Burns Red. The Architects and uh, Enemy Affliction. Five. Yeah, that's a good one. We'll talk about this when we get into holy hell. Okay. Oh, you better not fuck it. Oh, I'm going to jump across this. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Okay. This one, last one's called, what is this, 2006? Under Oath, Silver Scene, and Alexis on Fire. I think I opened the show for No, um, I think it's an awesome tour. Uh, Alexis on Fire. Um, Adam has a story for every band. Go. Uh, well, no, not for Alexis on Fire. I wish. I wish it would open up for them. That would have been cool. That would have been great. Um, Under Oath. We talk. Obviously, this is the oath. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Silverstein. Silverstein is dope too. Yeah. Um, I just uh, was this smiling in your sleep one of those songs. Yes. Wow. Adam knows that. Woo. Okay. Um, I, I I I listen to them now. I'm thinking, wow, these fuckers are old. Yeah. But I'm, I'm thinking of like when we first got into like actually playing music. I'm like, wow, this is actually really 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 hard to play. I'm yeah. not used to playing this. I'm like, these, these guys are dope. And you pass a little bit, and then we get to under oath. They're like, oh. This is like them, but just faster. <laughs> Shit. But no, that I, I like that tour a lot. I would, I would definitely give that one a fiver. And I'd be the drunk guy, and I'd be like, "Yeah, you guys are awesome." True. Yeah, Adam's the uh, the dad at the shows now. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. I think technically so online. Right. I think it's a good tour. Uh, I'd also like to say it's good to see that all three of these bands are still around. Yes, sir, absolutely. With uh, well, one more trouble than the last. Well, well, two of them took off for a little bit. <laughs> uh, Oath and oh, Silverstein? Alex is on fire. They were gone for a minute. Though. Oh, oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that. Uh, they were gone for yeah, a minute. Yeah. Um, it, it's good to see that these guys that led the wave of the early 2000s kind of core scene. Back. All right, yeah, they're back, man. The Back in back in black. That's what I meant. All right. Let's get into this album review. All right, Gabe. So I, I, I'm okay. Okay, so I'm glad you gave me a week because I feel like if you would have put me on the spot and said, let's talk about this album, I would have said some stuff that you would regret. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't regret. I just, I, I wanted more time to formulate my thoughts and give them some time to ferment, you know, let them mature a bit. You go first. All right. So we talked about this um, highly anticipated album of the year. 
Silent Planet kind of reset the market, so to speak, in regards to the album of the year. We talked about that. I have an episode dedicated to it. You want to listen to it, go to that. With that being said, I believe Holy Hell is a great Architects album. However, it is not the greatest Architects album. I think that's still Lost Together, Lost Forever. I, th- I think that's fair, right? Now, I know that we did have some songs. Um, what's his name? I'm sorry. I'm totally losing his name already. I forgot his name. T- Tom? I'm sorry. Yeah, Tom, I'm totally. Yeah. Um, obviously, he did have some say in that, right? He wrote some of these songs, I'm sure. However, uh, I think it is easy to kind of see where they lost his influence along the way. I thought Doomsday was the last song he put, took in. Well, he, he had like, like last full song. He had obviously like riffs and stuff that he wrote along the way that obviously weren't fully developed. They took some of those and made full songs out of them. Now, with that being said, I think the the star of this album, I think a lot of times Architects gets overlooked vocally because a lot of the guitar work is super technical. A lot of the drumming is super technical. I feel like a lot of times Sam Carter gets overlooked. This is the album, in my opinion, where he really shows that he's a, a, a frontman of merit, a frontman with strong capability, a frontman who is able to do a lot of things extremely well. So, it's, it's definitely album number two on my list. However, that gap is still pretty big because um, I think Silent Planet. What you have, if you haven't listened to Silent Planet's new album yet, holy fuck, you need to listen to it like the moment you leave my house. Uh, I think they did a great job. It's something to be proud of. And um, I think moving forward, I think they have the opportunity to kind of explore new ground because obviously one of the main songwriters is no longer with us. Adam, have you listened to this album in full? Not yet. Okay, so you want to give your thoughts on what you have or you want to pass? You guys can listen to the to the Okay, sure. Um, so let's get into my review. I think it's a good album. Yeah. I don't think it's a great album. Okay. This album doesn't even rustle my top five. And here's why. Ooh. Here's why. Here's why. It's, um, we've come to, and uh, everything I say from this fourth, you can apply to as August Prince Red as well. Everything we've come to know that has become the, the band, the label, the name brand that is the Architects is great. They, we've really kind of seen them grow up a lot from the, I don't know, the new metal stylings of some of the earlier work into the more math core progressive and shit like that. Right. I totally agree with you. This is a good Architects album. This is not my favorite Architects album. Lost Together, Lost Forever. I, I'd even put this album below All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us. And here, here's the thing, right? There's a lot of good stuff going on. There's a lot of good production. There's great vocalism by Sam Carter. I would say that this is his, his album. Yeah, this is where he's the star and yeah. not all the other instrumentals, mm-hmm. which is new for this band. Guitar work is great. Uh, drum play is awesome. Bass work, it's there. You know, there's there's only so much you can say about a bassist in a metal band, right? Unless you're in Mudvayne, I guess. True. Right? This is okay, so, fair enough. So, what I guess what I'm trying to say is that even though all these elements are there, that doesn't necessarily constitute a great album. And here's here's the position both of these bands are in. They're damned if they do, and they're damned if they don't. Because if they put out a new album, August Burns Red or Architects, it's going to be good by default, right? They take they're, care of their product. Their musicianship is so high that it has to be able yeah, to Yeah, it's by default good, but that doesn't make it great. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue because now they put out an album. Yeah, man, it's fucking good. It's banger all the way through, blah, 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 right? It's not my standout album. It's not your standout album. Question. Sure. I have your question. I have mm-hmm. a question. Absolutely. So what can they do at this point in both of their careers? Because like I said, 
Architects, nine times out of ten, it's always a, 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 an album of the year. August Burns Red, when it comes out, always an album of the year. At the very least, a top five. I think, honestly, Silent Planet, at this point, well, because they're still relatively fresh. I yep, guess. yep. Silent Planet, Architects, and August Burns Red, for me, are three bands that always come out. I'm like, that's album with of the sauce, year. With sauce, right? Yeah. With good sauce. Up, it's always album of the year. It's, if not, like I said, top five. Yeah, man. Everything with sound. Um, did you? I don't, that, I don't even think. Uh, that was my album of the year. Yeah. And you were like, it's okay. Well, I, I, three weeks later. I think I was later, introduced to the band wrong. Right. Yeah, that, that, I stand by that because it's you know Panic Room. I still don't really love that song. I okay. I don't. I love a lot more of their other stuff like Native Blood. Like that was a song you should have showed me, and I would have been kicking doors down for you. You know, <laughs> put me in a trailer. I'll load that shit to Native Blood. Yeah. Or uh, Tiny Hands. You know, uh, whatever. Um, I think we can kind of harken back to the story of Icarus, August Burns Red, and Architects. And by this is not a wrongdoing. They've simply sailed too high because with a band, you got to grow with a band. You got to see them come to fruition. And that's why I think this Silent Planet album has really blown us away because we we kept up with these guys. We were there, right? Or you were there for most of it. And I kind of caught up on it. And it was like these guys put out good stuff, good stuff. But now they put out something great. They put out a masterclass album. This is like S tier stuff. It it really is. It's fucking phenomenal. (laughs) But... Like I said, we're back to the whole name brand thing. When August Burns Red drops an album, yeah, you you have that expectation of it's going to be good, right? And then if it is good, great, that's good. That doesn't constitute it's great. But then if it's bad, you're like, August Burns Red, what the fuck are you doing? They're in that spot. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, this Architects album is great. A um, couple of standout tracks. Uh, Seventh Circle. I think that's probably my favorite off the album. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're going to drop that as a single, right? Because I think they dropped like four or five four, singles, right? Yeah. Um, kind of upset that Doomsday was on it. Because I think Doomsday should just been its own thing. I get it. They had one more spot. Why not? Um, Modern Misery is probably the other track that I'm like liking. Nothing else really like blew me away. Nothing else really took me by my balls and was like, "Here's the Architects." Because when all our gods have abandoned us, you know, dropped, it was like nihilist in your face, and it was just all these songs, even Memento Mori, the fucking instrumental track, and the whole kind of actualization and like a, f- a reflection of what the album and the architects have come to at that point was great mm-hmm. as an instrumental track that being said this album is good the vocals are good the instrumentals are good the production is great the marketing was there and the music videos are cool it didn't sell me and i'm sorry and y- you know so so adam i don't you see you, you've come you've seen gabe evolve on this podcast right so, yeah you have you, you see me grow up I, we started this when i was 18 yes sir so think about this bro this is where uh, this Gabe was like used to be like oh man that was cool man now you see now you've been off of the podcast for a minute and you've seen Gabe grow into a fucking curmudgeon <laughs> <laughs> a little bit yeah <laughs> but no uh, I think uh, you're on point now I don't think it's they're they're beyond saving I love the architects I'll never not. There, there's nothing to save but ourselves yeah because we the architects August Burns Red have spoiled us yeah they really have yeah and. You know, some would even say every time I die has spoiled us in the same way, which they have. But every time I die does something new, progressive, well, and intuitive well, with every album. Here's, here's why. Uh huh. Architects gradually got every album's a little bit better than that. <laughs> every time I die is leaps and bounds, yeah. right? No, no, no. I'm saying it's actually the opposite. Every time I die, every album's a little bit better than the last. A little bit better. A little bit better. A little bit better. The Architects, they took a big jump from one album to the next, right? They had, what was from, the... From uh, the Day In, Day Out album yeah. to... To fucking lost together, lost forever. How? Yeah. That's Hollow a crown. That's yep. that's a big fucking jump. All right, yeah. that's a giant jump. 
Whereas if you have the every time I die argument, no favorite album is a wrong favorite album. Yeah. Every time I die. Doop, boop, boop, boop. I'm bad podcasting. I know you can't see my hands. <laughs> but like every time I die, soap was still local. No matter what, they were still local. But the architects went for being guys from the UK. And then boom. Yeah. They massive, blew. huge. Yeah. And it, I mean, to their, to their work. Yeah. They deserve it. You yeah. know, they're, they're massive, but I can see where we could go. Well, you got that big so fast. Show us more. And as, as fans, we, we want to see more, but I think since every, every time I die is so local or so tangible here that they could be on a warp tour and then they could be on a side stage tour somewhere else. Just not, you know, knocking out dates and selling the same idea, but in different versions the, of it. They are a national act with a local mentality. Yes. That's the way of putting it. Here's how I'm going to close out this every time I die argument, right? And it's, it's, I, I guess it's a comparison. Every time I die is, to me at least, the epitome of an American metal band. They do what the fuck they want. They record what the fuck they want. They tour with whomever the fuck they want. They stay in $50 motels, boy. They don't need that rock star lifestyle because they're rock stars at heart. Here is where this gets interesting. I think just because we're having this conversation about the architects and comparing them to August Burns Red, you see the jump here. Like you said, there's even a massive jump between All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us where most of these guys have heard of them, right? Where it's like, yeah, the architects, man, they're fucking great. From They were playing the Bottom Lounge, right? On that album tour, you remember that? Which they ended up canceling because of Dan, of course, right? May you rest in peace. Or Tom, I'm sorry. But now, simply to the fact that we're comparing them to August Burns Red and that they're a national metal correct, even that's that's a fucking jump between those two albums. And it's one album, you well, know, back from like I said, big big shoot up between between the two, right? So like the architects had that big album where everything just fucking they changed the face of metal metalcore in my opinion. They lost together lost forever. Masterpiece. It's up there, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. Absolutely. Now on the other side of the coin, you have August Burns Red, which from Messengers, they were fucking huge. That Messenger album, still to this day, fucking rips and it has ripped ever every day ever since and every yeah, album has ripped mariana's fucking trench boy every single shit. fucking album is ripped along the way now like you said both of them now they're at this this point where they can't really you can't they, shoot through that they, from their from either point of view us at the bottom looking up at the hill if that hill goes 10 or 20 feet higher we're not going to notice we're only going to notice when that hill goes another 100, 150 feet higher. And because we're already so far up, getting those rocks up there to make this fucking hill higher is going to be a fucking workload. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the spot we're at. And like I said, man, it's not a bad album. It's actually a really good album. And I'm glad that the architects have made themselves more accessible to the metal scene. They've, you know, they're the face of metalcore right now, right? Yeah. Unless ABR drops <laughs> their fucking... Dread, yeah. yeah, unless they, they drop a fucking follow-up, right? Yeah. And good for them and they put in work and this has been their most successful commercially successful album to date mm-hmm. it's not my favorite architects album it does not rustle my top five and there everything was there man i just it we're kind of at that point with that hill comparison man that's the only way i could really kind of describe it through my eyes because yeah like i said great album but dude silent planet took it dance gave and dance for me took it man chelsea grin with the with the new vocalist took it man <laughs> Those are, you know, and we have different opinions, which yeah. is fine, man. But yeah. I'm kind of glad that we're on the same wavelength with this architect's mm-hmm. album. That it's proper, it's proper Brighton metalcore, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but it's turned into 
worldwide metalcore now. Mm-hmm. And congratulations, architects. And we, we you know, we I don't want to say we bid you farewell because we're gonna keep up with you guys, but. You know, have fun on the tour. It's going to be very hard. It's going to be nasty, nasty. Yeah. But now it's an uphill battle, baby, because it was uphill before, but now you're you're like up on the hill, boy, and there's another hill you didn't see. It's a hell of a lot harder to break that atmosphere than it is to get up there. Yeah, man. And that being said, that those are kind of my feelings on this album. Cool. And uh, yeah, man. So that's just how it is, I guess. Interesting. But yeah, I like <laughs> it. I like it. <laughs> So, yeah, man, Adam, how, how do you feel now that I'm, like, totally, like... A curmudgeon. Well, it, it makes me want to li- actually listen to the, the full album. Before uh, before you do that, okay, Silent Planet. Silent Planet. Okay. <laughs> because... Is that my weef? It's not my weef. Uh, because there was a lot... We engaged, but we had a lot of albums on the, on our top five list, like, a lot of, like, interchanging, right? Yeah. And a lot of differentiating albums, too. We had, like, one in common at one point, right? Yeah. And even that fell off halfway through the year. Yeah. So, but, like I said... When the Silent Planet album came out, it reset the market. And you're going to listen to it. You're going to be like, that's different. And it's everything you want to hear right now. I guarantee it. So listen to it. And let me know how you feel about it. Moving on. Uh, so what do we got? What else we got? What else we got? What else we got? All right. So with this, uh, another album that I got to review. I don't think Gabe's listened to it yet. However, it is a band that we've talked about previously on the podcast. I know you listen to them a little bit, too. Uh, Memphis Mayfire has got a new album came out. Mm-hmm. It's called Broken. I got a chance to listen to it. And I will say this. Uh, I'm actually going to be seeing Memphis Mayfire in a couple of weeks uh, with Einstein Skill and Atreyu. Um, ooh, that, that is my wife texting me now. Um, it is a good album. Now, you're never going to beat the challenger as far as Memphis Mayfire. You're never going to do it. Now, they're a band that's never really cracked my top 10 or top five favorite bands. But uh, they're a band that I like and I thought they was always good. Live, you're not going to get any better than them because that man takes tremendous care of his voice. Yeah, you're not going to like he's flawless. Life, boring as fuck to watch. He's a stick in the mud, but the way he sounds, you can't beat him. Uh, it is another good album. A little bit more rock and rolly, a little less on the metal kind of vibe, but that's cool. You know, at this point with them, they're not a band that I look for for to, for me to for them to satisfy that need for me, right? Uh, but they do have their moments where they come out swinging, and I enjoy it. Uh, I don't really know what else more to say about that. Uh, it is a good effort. They should be proud. Uh, I will see them live again, and I will be amazed at how well of a vocalist, he, how good of a vocalist he is. And I will continue to be disappointed that it's not the challenger. But but it is what it is. Uh, I don't know if Gabe's gonna give it a shot. But would you believe me if I told you that I never really like gave a shit about Memphis Mayfire? No, I I, I believe you. Um, I th- they've always been there, and I think they've dropped good music. I like you said, man. They've never really kind of like been there up in my like top spots. You know? Yeah. But I'm glad you enjoyed the album. I feel like a lot of these so-called metalcore bands, and you know, no offense to that title, but have gone the rock route. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a natural progression as you turn more into a dad. Of course, you're going to start making dad music, right? Mm-hmm. You know? In, in my defense, because I am a father. No, I, 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 mean, I do like the metalcore genre, but I feel like even when they were more into the metalcore genre... They were still kind of off to the left of, of more rock. I think that's fair. But the drummer, uh, I forgot his name. I'm afraid his name too. But excellent drummer. I still don't like the fact that he uses triggers. That bothers me. It, I mean, it, you can't have the perfect sound every time. Yeah, my, my wife, was, I, I'm like, it's very, I'm like, the drums are triggered. She's like, how do you hear that? I'm like, it's just a sound that you can hear. You could hear it. I mean, it's a good sound for what what they what they're. It's consistent for what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like the the guitar. I mean, 
Everything is where if I just needed a rock show to go to and they were playing and there was somebody else on the Metacore, then I was like, fuck, those guys are awesome. This is a good lineup. I, I'm down. Let's go. I wouldn't be disappointed to be like, ah, oh, fuck, Memphis Mayfire. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are they doing here? They're not going to ruin a yeah. show. Um, and, and, I, and I watched them on the Warped Tour, when the old Warped Tour videos, and they genuinely seem like fun. Yeah. Like, they love being on stage. I met them. They're nice. They're, they're very nice, actually. So, I mean, anybody who's cool and has good music and is down to, to just fucking play, I mean, that's cool. And they're never going to be uh, as big as an Under Oath was. They're never going to be as big as a fucking uh, The Architects. But I don't think they want to be that big. Eh, yeah, I I mean, everybody that. craves, like, I, I had to dream of being the next Travis Barker on the fucking riser going across the fucking stage. I don't think that drummer wants that. I think he's just like, sit me down right here, count to four, and let's go. Let's play a small show, sold-out show and just have yeah. a blast. And, 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 and to some people, a smaller sold-out show is bigger, is better that. than a half-empty venue playing, granted, you're playing to uh, maybe a thousand dollars or thousand people and only 300 show up and it looks like shit because mm-hmm. there's only 300 people. Mm-hmm. But if it was a max capacity of four and you got 350, that's a good night. I'm just saying, a can, a can of sardines always has its value because it's packed. Yes. But yeah, sorry. Unless you get a bag of Cheetos and you're fucked. Yeah, well then there's that. <laughs> but yeah, so that's a good effort. They should be proud. Uh, <laughs> game's lost. Um, but with that, you know, good job, guys. I'm going to see, like I said, I'm going to see them in a couple of weeks. Uh, and it should be fun. Have fun, man. I think uh, I'll be in a, I think that is an interesting lineup, the whole. Ice Nine. Uh, well, Ice Nine, sleep, Atreyu. Sleep Signals, Ice Nine Kills, Memphis Mayfire, and Atreyu. Yeah, so, should be uh, fun. Lots of new music. Yeah, well, um, I'm going to check out Sleep Signals. I haven't heard of them yet. Yeah, man. So, so as 2018 is coming to a close, I know we said this year is going to be the year of Metalcore. But simply because of the fact that two of the bands we hold in high regard every time I die in Devil Wars Pride are cranking out albums next year. Oh, man, I think next year is going to be the, album, the year of Metalcore, man. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, now, with that, man, Gabe, you got this last one. You got you, you, you seem to... Oh, yeah, we got news from uh, some of the Slipknot members. So, uh, Corey, Sh- Corey, Clown, Sid, and James Root are all doing another band. So... Yeah. Isn't, isn't that band called Stone Sour? No, because uh, <laughs> Sid and Clown are not in Stone Sour. It's just James Root and Corey Taylor. Uh-huh. They're doing another band. Uh, we have no real information about it yet. The only thing that we've heard is that Clown has had kind of these songs saved when they were writing during the All Hope Is Gone years. And he said this isn't this isn't Slipknot. This isn't for Slipknot. And he he's you know he's kind of come to the terms with this is never going to be Slipknot. So let's do something. Let's do something with this stuff. Question. So it was originally intended for Slipknot, but it just never became. No, 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 no. It, I think he was writing, and then when after the process was done, he kind of looked back at it, and he's like, this isn't for this band. And this is what this new project is going to be. And I'm my guess is going to be like, the rockish genre? Yeah, go ahead. To be fair. Uh-huh. <laughs> that album is not for Slipknot. Yeah, I'll hope it's gone as a whole is not Slipknot. <laughs> No, and it's not old Slipknot. No, that's for sure. But you could argue the same about Volume Three. You true. definitely do. That. Okay, fair enough. Go ahead, keep going. So I, I don't know. I just think it's interesting, and I think this is what a lot of bands should have done with their projects. And you know, I mean, you know, when I was heartbroken with the whole hundred thing, you know, not gonna get back into that again. But they should have been a new band. <laughs> do you, man? Do you? You gotta mend and move on sometimes, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. But that being said, uh, kind of interested. You know, uh, never been big on Stone Sour. Kind of been big on Slipknot as we, you know, kind of all grew up on. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm curious to see where this band's going to go. And maybe if I'll like it better than Slipknot now. Because we're kind of coming to, to terms with uh, these giants that are starting to crack. 
Yeah, for sure. For sh- I wouldn't say crack. Hey, man, did you like the last album? You know my opinion on it. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think. All right. So um, let's make like a. Condom well, and- real quick. I want to. Oh, I want to. Okay. I'm going to introduce another game next week. Well, we're going to take two bands and instead of just comparing them as a whole, we're going to take elements of a band and compare them. So, for instance, we're going to take two, two drummers from a, a band, say who what we what we like better and why. That's the new game for next week. So. Oh, you want to do it that way. I thought yeah. you wanted to do the Ice Nine, uh, Motionless and White way we no, did no, that no, one no, time. No. We're going to take elements from this band, compare them as opposed to taking full bands and comparing them. Because, for instance, you know, The Architects and August Burns Red, we can compare them. Ma- uh, Matt Grainer wins. Yeah. Well, exi- well, <laughs> Fatality. I, he does. He does. But, so that's, that's what we're going to do. We're to take different elements, yeah, different elements of these bands and compare them because I think it's kind of a more interesting talking point. Uh, but other than that, that is the Second City Kids podcast, episode number 95. We are chugging along to episode 100. Choo-choo. Right along, right around the corner. It actually is probably we'll probably line it up with the end of the year. What it seems like at this point, right? Yeah. So with the dawn of 2019, will be the dawn of the hundredth episode of the Second City Kids podcast. Now it's not the hundredth episode total because we actually had some bullshit along the way that was tacked onto the Second City Kids name. But as far as the main show, the main storyline, yeah, the main episode 100. Yeah. So those other shit was better call Saul. This is Breaking Bad, and. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, we are chugging along to 100. I cannot believe it. <laughs> Definitely did not think this is something that would have gone 100 episodes. I cannot believe there's 100 ep- almost 100 hours of me and my friends bullshit on the internet. Uh, but it is what it is. We're getting close, and it's going to be fun. However, you can go ahead and like us on iTunes, Podbean, Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, po- uh, what am I iTunes. iTunes. I, did, I missed that. Did I actually miss yeah, that? I missed that. Um, you go ahead and like us on all that. Uh, you can go ahead and check us out on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram. Hey, you should do like a like a giveaway. Well, we'll see. Uh, yeah, plan, oh yeah. shit! See, this is what I get for missing like eighty six episodes. Yeah, yeah, you are correct in that regard. Um, and yeah, all that good stuff. Uh, what I am going to try to do though is maybe. I mean, I don't know how I'm going to do it because I'm really bad with this stuff. Obviously, I'm going to try to take maybe some of the greatest conversations we've had, cut them up, put them on YouTube or something. Uh, that's what I thought would be kind of fun in regards to celebrating our. 100th episode coming up soon but i have to figure out in practice how i'm gonna pull that off and then i have like like i said like five weeks to do that and that's a lot of work <laughs> this should be good yeah and you got like 150 hours of podcast to plop through yeah. so good luck <laughs> i'm sure you got a few in this mind like the, the like well no i, I definitely have steak a few. egg cheese <laughs> steak uh, cheese sour the cream video game talk <laughs> yeah uh, uh our star wars plot line yeah that's stuff like that there's yeah, good man, some oh, album God. reviews probably yeah album reviews i definitely have uh uh, what's the what was the episode that we had in the in the garage? We were talking Far Cry about the politically correct. Yeah, yeah, man, that, that's, that's the video game talk. Oh yeah, that's a I great mentioned. one. There's some good stuff in there. In that, in should toss in some of our album reviews. Yeah, I def- think this one would make it. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's some good stuff in there, and I want to, like I said, bring it in right close to the new year. All that good stuff. But with that being said, this has been the Second City Kids podcast. We will see you back here next week for number number 96. Maybe Adam will be here. Maybe he won't. We don't know. Uh, but until then, deuces. Mouse click.